0: Oh my gosh, all the time I've spent in your store? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even when you come home, thank you. Crazy days are usually my favorite time to come. Hi, I'm Kate Rice with Monroe County Matters, and today I'm talking to Mike Arntz and his dad, Gene. Arntz's has been in business for five generations. It's weathered a couple of world wars, a Great Depression, the advent of big back box stores, the internet revolution, the months-long shutdown of Water Street, and oh yeah, a pandemic or two. By the way, my family's been shopping there for five or six generations. And boy, do they know their customers. Anyway, to stay in business for five generations, you got to be nimble and you got to be able to adapt. Here's Mike and Jean talking about doing just that. Can one of you just tell me very briefly, you know, the history of Arnces? All right. You want to go with that? Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, since so you... you were alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah <since> I <laughs> alive. My grandfather's cousin name was Joseph, started the corporation in uh, 1902. He and a partner uh, in a building next to the Rivoli Theater in La Crosse, which is, I think 3rd Street or 4th Street, I'm not sure which one. So it's been around since then. He bought out his partner and moved to the Pearl Street location. I'm not quite sure what year it was. Okay. But since then, uh, right immediately after that, they, he and his son, Albert, Uh, opened uh, the Madison, Wisconsin store, uh, and they opened a Winona, Minnesota store. Uh, They purchased a store in Sparta and in Dubuque, Iowa. So there were five stores for many, many years, uh, all with the irons label. Most of the buying or a lot of the buying was done in the central location in La Crosse and then shipped out to the stores. But that changed, evolved over the years. And a few more stores were added in, one in Arcadia, Wisconsin, in Stoughton, Wisconsin. And off and on, they they stayed in business or some went out, some were purchased, some were sold. So, but that's the brief history of it. Uh, Joe's son, Albert, was my boss for many, many years, and my father's boss. Uh, The Sparta store was opened, I think, in about 1927 or 29. My father moved here in 1931. Uh, and took over as manager of the store so and things evolved from there to me from me to my son Mike and his wife Cindy and uh, and uh, Dorothy and I uh, my wife had a great run and we're real happy the way Mike and Cindy have taken care of it.
0: I think it's great now Mike I think I think remember I I think I told you I think it was like 10 years ago my mother and I and Senator Russ Feingold took Russ Feingold on a walking tour and you talked about how you were the fifth generation to run the store. And I, and you talked a little bit about how you adapted to the internet.
2: Yeah, a little bit uh, at that point. You know, we currently sell some stuff through Amazon with the brands that allow us to do that. It's not a big part of our business, yeah. but it's certainly a, a good small little additional part to the business. And then certainly the advertising, you know, through websites and Facebook uh, has evolved over the years. Um, There was a time when I thought, gee, there'll never be a time when orange shoes has a dot after it, you know, but uh, you know, not, not a lot of foresight on my part. Hey, who knew everything does. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are half a country apart having a conversation.
0: Yeah. Face to face. Just to let you know, this was a face to face interview on zoom back then when I was talking with Russ Feingold, you had sort of a niche with, I mean, you'd sell all kinds of shoes and handbags from boots to sandals. But it seemed, back then it seemed to me you had sort of a, a niche within your... Yeah, that, that was,
2: is, was and is part of it. Okay. But uh, you know, I think prior to my dad retiring, which was now in 1996, the store changed a lot during the 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, a lot of the, the businesses that were uh, family owned started to fade away. Uh, When WalMarts and Pomidas, in our instance, other stores like that started to take over in small areas. So he made the decision at that point in time to not handle the the price point items, and just kind of out of necessity, you can't Mm -hmm. compete selling the cheapest, so you compete selling the best. So now, you know, at that point in time, we changed basically from brand name items and price point items, which were not branded items, to strictly brand name items. So okay. now national and international brands uh, and went to size and width offerings where those companies only sold mediums and cheap. So that's right. we went away mm-hmm.
0: from that. So I love the way you keep adapting. Now, one thing, and Jean, this is something maybe you've heard stories about, was just like... Francis has also had to weather, you know, two world wars and the Great Depression. Do you have any stories about how um, they, how the store dealt with that?
1: As old as I am, I'm not old as 1917. But oh no, uh, I know I, that. I know anyway, that. Uh, anyway, uh, we were fortunate in that we're family-owned and individually owned. We didn't have stockholders to oh. worry about. Uh, if we, if we mm-hmm. had, needed a cash flow we could adapt and and, and, adapt and get cash. So we didn't have to answer to anybody, which is, is nice in a way. And during the war, of course, we were, I shouldn't say fortunate, but Camp McCoy, Fort McCoy now is five miles away. And there mm-hmm. were 30, 35, 40,000 troops coming and going and support staff. Uh, Sparta you don't remember it in those days, but your, your parents remember and your family remembers. Sparta was a booming, booming place. And and the merchants, the landlords, uh, the grocery stores, everybody did just fine. Uh, sad mm-hmm. to say. So the war years didn't bother us. Right. Okay. But then, like Mike says, we adapted our, our offerings to the public. When your name is on the front door, you're pretty cautious and careful about what you do and how you handle your business. So the generations have always been aware of your name is on the front door. You're not working for Joe Blow's corporation. It's you. So uh, you do that. You do most things in with that in mind. Some of the flexibility that kind of comes
2: from owning your business and owning the building are yeah. a, a blessing and a curse sometimes. Uh, I mean, there's dollars that come in. If we've rented part of our building and we have apartments upstairs, uh, but then there's also times where I think both of us didn't take rent for months at a time or didn't pay ourselves for weeks at a time, you know, because invoices are due, times are bad, uh, whatever it might be weather, Mm -hmm. tornado comes through town and business, you know, suffers, whatever it might be. And you just say, hey, it's easier to not take a paycheck for a couple weeks than it is, you know, we're in a big company, you take that paycheck and then you just tell stockbrokers, stockholders that, uh, sorry, you aren't going to make any money. Well, that's mm. us, so we have yeah. to do it ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Now, what about when they, when, with the Water Street project? How long, Was that like five years ago when they shut down Water Street for? No, it was more, it was more
2: than that, but uh, that was it's live, scared the living hell out of me, I can tell you that, because we had not gone through that. I don't know that dad had either okay. something like that, but uh, no, the street was closed from April yeah. through September. So yeah. it was a lot of months. But for the year prior to that, we were blessed. We have the Market Square parking lot right behind us. Right. So all of my advertising at that point in time said, remember our back door, use the back door, park back there. So I built that knowledge up for a year.
0: Okay. So
2: people could shop by coming in our back door. So actually, the city of Sparta rallied around the downtown in a big way. That Good. was... A better year than it was the year before, even though we were closed on the front for half of the year. So, yeah. and then when the uh, street opened, the city put together a two-day-long festival type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before they started, and I thought, well, who's going to care? You know, nobody really cares. I could not believe the amount of people showed up, and they were spending money. I, I mean, they really
1: felt for the. Merchants downtown, so it was really well received. We went through it in Toma store. We purchased oh, a store right, in yeah. Toma and Superior Avenue, which is their main street. Got right, torn yeah. completely apart many years ago when Mike was first starting in the business. Uh, we had the store in Toma, and that was deadly because there was there was not much of an oh. access in the back. And at about the same time as that, uh, the J.C. Penney store, which was uh, a part of this building here in Sparta, yeah. decided to go out of business. And at that time, the corporation expanded to over 5,000 square feet, taking over the penny building. Mm -hmm. And we found ourselves in direct competition with each other. So that's when we closed the Thomas store, uh, along with the the mess that Superior Avenue was. So that's when when Mike came back to Sparta, and uh, and we worked together for a number of years, and then I bailed.
0: (laughs) And you're playing golf later today.
1: (laughs) I'm going this afternoon. Yes, I am, Kate. Yeah. Got my golf clothes on
0: right now. I, I see that. I see the little uh logo yeah, there. Yeah, hey man, yeah. well now you're emerging from COVID. So were you totally closed or were you open during the safer at home? I was
2: physically closed for almost uh-huh. six weeks, but I was selling by appointment. So we, okay. we do service a number of companies in town that we supply them with their safety shoes. And I just just advertised my personal phone number and had it out in front of the store and uh, on any of the websites that I have was my phone number was on there. So I was getting uh, half a dozen phone calls a day and making appointments so that I would know that tomorrow morning I have to be here at 930. So I would schedule two or three people to come in and get that done. So I I was doing some business, not much, of course. And then
0: May 4, was it May Well, what day was the um, Supreme Court decision?
2: I don't know. I put that out of my mind. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Actually, the Wisconsin Supreme Court threw out the Safer at Home order on May 13th.
2: Just cautiously, no advertising. Uh I just opened the doors. And
0: And then an acquaintance, Jeff Steele, approached Mike, who does not consider himself on the cutting edge of high tech, about creating a virtual tour of Arnces using a Matterport camera which is often used for real estate tours. What was the purpose of, of doing that? So people could sort of shop virtually before they come in or?
2: Well, w- basically what it was was Jeff said, and, and he is at the radio station full time, but he is also an owner of VIP Realty. Yeah. And they have a big investment in the Matter Point or Matterport, whatever it is. Matterport, um, yeah. Um, to give tours of their homes when they're for sale. So he said, you know, we could do that with your business. And I said, well, what are you going to charge me for that? And, no, we do how to use the thing. So let's just do it. So I said, Hey, if it's free, I'll turn the lights on. I'm closed anyways. So they, they brought that in and they took 70 or 80, you know, surround sound photographs surrounding photographs of it. Yeah. it was pretty impressive to see how it went. And then they just, came in and loaded it to my Facebook page because I'm not real adept at that and it was kind of fun uh, and there just happened to be one picture of Jeff's behind as he was walking behind the wall he got caught
1: so <laughs> I, I had a little thing
2: yeah well I you have to yeah. know just which picture and where to look to see it but I had oh. a little fun game on there that if if you spot uh, discount Jeff that you'll get 25% off anything you buy and it worked out pretty well. Actually, we sold a few shoes that people searched. And quite honestly, I had to look for thirty minutes probably to find him. You had to really look around the store to to get him.
0: But then, then they would see all the shoes that you had out on display and searching.
2: Yep. Yep. You could zoom in on any shoes you wanted to see in any part of the store. And and it was really it wasn't something that I intended to make sales out of, but it's certainly another tool that can be yeah. used.
0: Well, see that when when he told me that, because I had already been, because I've been listening WCOW and listening to your ads, and I was like, I should really interview those guys because they're a five-generation business. And then when, he, when Jeff told me about the Matterport thing, I was like, oh, perfect. And I love it because here you talk about yourself not being very technically as skilled. Yeah. This is a classic Arntz move. A new technology steps in front of Mike, and he says, sure, I'll turn on the lights and try it. And then there's a bit of a glitch because Jeff gets caught by the camera, but instead of tossing the photo, Mike makes it a marketing ploy. This is being nimble. This is being able to adapt on the fly. So you launched the Matterport thing. What was that when you were still just appointment only? Yes. Cool. And, and now just how's it going?
2: As soon as I opened, I, when I could advertise that I was open, I did. Uh, people came back very quickly, somewhat cautiously. I mean, they came in and they looked around. We, of course, we have hand sanitizers around the store. Yeah. They can wear a mask if they choose. We don't require it. Uh-huh. Uh, and many people will come in with a mask on and then they see you don't have a mask on us as Salesforce. So yeah. they take theirs off or we'll put one on if they require it or you know, request us to. We still get a phone call, one or two calls every day, and we've been open for four weeks asking if we're open and do you have regular hours and yes we do so right
0: yeah and those hours are what when are you open
2: Eight thirty to five thirty during the week Eight thirty to 4 on Saturday and okay. since uh everybody's supposed to rest on Sunday so do we yeah <laughs> I really got off. it
1: you
0: got <laughs> it um cool so for crazy days when when was it scheduled originally not necessarily that it'll be when it was originally scheduled but uh, July 18th, and my oh. guess is it, it will probably
2: take place, same as it is. There might be some changes to it, but I would think by
0: that time, people will be comfortable with moving around. And especially if it's uh, outdoors, that's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Gene was eager to get off to the golf course. I did interview him on a Thursday. But before he left, he had one more story to tell about my Uncle Zell and my Aunt Babette, who Gene knows partly because she and his wife belong to the same bridge group, but also as a customer.
1: Zell, his wife, Babette, is one of our best customers. And she couldn't buy just one pair of shoes at a time. And Zell, her husband, told me that she counted 134 or 143 boxes of shoes in their lower level. She, well. she
0: loves shoes. Thank you both so much. El Mike, oh, Mike, I forgot. I did want to talk to you a little bit about doing a little virtual shopping uh-huh. myself, but maybe what I'll do is we can do that offline. Although I'm looking for either New Balance or Asics running shoes. Any others you have in stock that you might want to recommend to me?
2: Uh that's good for the size you need because I know what size you need. Those are going to be your only options. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it that you know
2: what yeah. size
0: I need. After I posted this podcast, people started sharing stories about Arntz's on Facebook And one of them was from my brother, John. My dad had five kids, so of course he had an account at Arnces, And Gene would bill him every month. One month, dad opened his bill. It was for zero dollars. And there was a note from Gene. Damn it, Jim. It said, you don't owe me anything this month. So, yeah, you have to be nimble. But it sure helps to have a sense of humor. Got a story about Arnces? Email it to me at MonroeCountyMatters at gmail.com. This has been another by the Seat of My Pants production. The music by Peter Danelowitz.